Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark. Hello, Miles. How are you? Good. Thanks for jumping the gun and then taking forever to answer that. Uh, We are, of course, also joined by Jackie. You're welcome. Hey. Hey, Jackie. The three of us, uh, we're not going to tell you, like, we don't have any titles or tell you what our jobs are. It has nothing to do with with anime. We're not necessarily qualified to talk about any of this stuff. But who is? Anyway, this is a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, specifically the 2012 uh, anime that has been going on and off ever since. And as it is fall 2021, we are looking forward to a little less, maybe a month and a half from now, when part six, Stone Ocean, the anime, will come out, Uh, as well as a bunch of other big JoJo thingies like there's a spin-off from part four that's happening Ooh! there's a revival of one of araki's earlier comics there's a live action musical coming to new york city is that true no i just made that no. up they should they are doing more episodes of that tv drama that we watched though okay the rohan ova well they're not ova's the rohan tv drama there's gonna be three more eps of that next uh in december and they're reviving yes Araki's manga called Cool Shock BT, but he's not writing it. It's the Bakemonogatari guy writing it and oh. the Promise Neverland artist drawing it. So and it's a, jo- it's a Jojo? It's a not no. Jojo. It's an Araki yep. manga. Okay. Yeah, but it's like a continuation. It's like, what if the detective or whatever from Cool Shock BT was old? Like mm. he would be or something. So everything's coming up, Jojo. Everything's coming up, Araki. Uh, and, and we are honored to continue doing this podcast as that all happens. But until then, now and, and through this, through November, uh, we are talking about other anime because we're not going to read JoJo's. This isn't a reading podcast. No, we and can't read. What we've been doing instead is we've been watching, uh, other shows sent to us from our listeners or sponsored by our Patreon supporters. And you can find all of our links by going to anchor.fm slash jjbpod or following us on Twitter. We have all the links there, I hope. We are at jjbpod on that bird platform. Uh, And so this week we are going to be talking about From the New World or Shin Sekai Yori, a 2012, a fall 2012 anime uh, that is pretty weird. But before we get into that and talk about psychokinesis and all that shit, uh, we should first take a stop in our speaker's shrine, you know, where we should mm-hmm. we should take a listen to our listener library, Minoshiro, whatever the fuck. This is where we read emails sent to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. This email is from Kenny, and the subject line is PK Fire. Or, I'm sorry, I, let me try that again. PK fire! Uh, nice. That's Ness's call, Ness's uh, attack from the Smash Brothers series. Hey guys, just finished watching the first three eps of Shin Sekai Yori. Honestly, not really sure what to think about this show. The music and sound design is awesome, especially in the first few minutes. The look is very pretty. I'm not a big fan of the character design. They look generic and have a bean-shaped head. <laughs> Story-wise, there's not much to talk about. It progresses slowly. I can't even pinpoint the genre, really. (laughs) Is it horror, sci-fi, or a revolutionary story? Not gonna lie, if you only showed me episode two, I would have thought it was a sports anime. Nevertheless, it was very entertaining. I'm a big fan of weird post-apocalyptic stuff, and I'm interested in the world with the psionic powers and glowing animals. 
reminding me a little of Earthbound or Mother, which is a good thing. On another note, I'm glad to hear that Mark wants to continue the Berserk anime. All the adaptations get a lot of shit for not being as good as the manga, which is true. But I think as long as you don't skip the manga afterwards, they are a lot of fun to watch. Okay, enough from me. Have a nice week. Kenny. P.S. I started training again after a half year break and my whole body hurts. So I'm actually not that horny. Wow. Well, that's good. No. What are you training for? Pokemon training? Yes, tell us about the training. Maybe for um, being horny. Mm. But in the in the lead up to it, if you're if you're not used to it, then your body hurts. Okay. You know, you gotcha. have to get back into the swing of things. Thanks for the email, Kenny. Thanks, Kenny. Um Yeah. Does this show move slowly? It's that's interesting because in some ways it does. Yeah. In other ways it moves really fucking fast. Yeah, I I don't feel like I know what this show's about. <laughs> I I have tons of questions, but we'll 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 get into those. Uh who wants to read the Chad email? Uh, this email is from Chad. The subject uh, line is first email sent in error. Please disregard. There, there was an earlier guess, email where shit was like out of order. Okay. Guess somebody nipped it in the bud. I sure did, but I forgot about the subject line. <laughs> Aloha, JJB pod Ohana. I had no clue what kind of story from the new world has but it kind of felt like what i thought the promised neverland was going to be before figuring out what that was about i guess anyway i thought it was interesting and we'll probably keep watching it later some voice connections from the new world the elder priest mushin shares his voice actor with part one hamon master ton petty later in the anime jojo fans can keep their ears open for part four stand user yuya fungami stand name highway star koichi Part 2's Young Joseph Joestar, a Part 4 class rep, a Part 5 female guard, Part 6's Hermes Costello, and Narciso Anastasia Anasui. Ooh, little teaser. <laughs> and Chad says, I hope everyone is doing well and enjoying the spooky season. Mahalo, Chad. P.S. Anyone dressing up for Halloween? My wife has something cool she's working on for me. And I've seen at least one other listener putting a nifty costume together in the Discord. Ooh. Ah, yeah, yeah. There's there is a JoJo's Bizarre podcast Discord run by a fan, but we're also in there. We we chat in there sometimes. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I'm gonna do for Halloween. Maybe I'll just like I'll wear my Sailor Moon outfit and just sit at home. Just sit at <laughs> home, just waving a, a wand, or like one of my other. Like I have like a. I have like a bag full of like costume access costumes and costume accessories. Maybe I'll just pick one of those and wear it. I'm not, I'm, we Do don't have, have any candy? anywhere to go. So no, we need to get candy. I had a dream that trick or treaters were coming and we didn't have candy. So we need to get, I think candy. you guys will get trick or treaters at your house. Yeah. I think I this some. year, cause our first year in this house was last year uh, and it was COVID and we just put candy in a thing outside. And people took it. And people took it, but we don't know if they were children dressed it, up. It could have just been the same, like, people just uh, It could have been full-blown back. adults. Yeah. Just stealing candy. Like, taking, like, oh, look, they're all gone, but someone just, like, came up to our door and took six bags. Who knows? We don't. It's probably so much easier as, like, a, a teen or, like, like you know, if you have nef- nefarious ends like that to be like, yo, some house put out a bowl of candy, just come and grab it. Like, you could just yeah. put that on the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Damn. 
Especially if you get that Nextdoor app and see what, where everyone's putting candy. Nextdoor has a Halloween uh, map, so you can mark your house as a house that has candy. And or oh, you're on the uh, next door in your neighborhood. Yeah. How is it? Are there a lot of dumb people? It's like boring. There's nothing interesting there. It's just mm. like I, I was hoping for more people just being Nobody's like, "There's being hoodlums dumb. out on the street." No, it's like um, people selling things, or people are like, Ooh. "Hey, I need a plumber." You know, like things like that. Like, does anyone know a good contractor? Things like that. We got to get on there. <laughs> the stuff that I I think I was on the next door in the town where I last lived in New Jersey. But I think the real action is always like the town Facebook group. That's where mm-hmm. people are like, somebody's driving too fast. It's just yeah. like, shut up. Oh yeah, they argue about everything too. The town Facebook like, group is like, just every, I don't know. They like, just complain about every single thing and I just always want to be like, mm-hmm. what do you do for hobbies? Do you have any? You, like they're very, get some. And it's like, they know like every like little like detail that's going yeah. on in the town and like, it, everything bothers them about it. Like, why are we having the parade on this street? You know, like <laughs> things like <Yeah>. that. <laughs> and like, I'm fine with people engaging in, in local politics. I think it's a good thing, but people will like take all the data that's like open to them. Like, especially during COVID, people can just be like, well, I'm going to this meeting too. I'm going to this town meeting because it's just on Zoom on the internet. I go to the town meetings. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, but what I'm saying is there's people who were like, why why is this on, why is this a line item on the school budget? Why are we spending taxes making sure that these people get this and that? And I want to just be like, hey, that's uh, two cents out of your uh, taxes like or whatever. You know, I yeah. just want to like do the math and be like, here's how much that doesn't matter. Yeah. And you should just like learn to sew or something. Um, <laughs> you know, just occupy your time with something else if you're not going to like constructively, you know, Make something different. Yeah. If you're just going to whine about something you don't understand. You know, I get it if it's you're like... like they, they want to know like why all the decisions that are being made like it like really like matters to them. I don't know. Yeah. Like why is the grad- why is the graduation being held in this field this year instead of this other field? Yeah. It's like... And it's like you don't even have kids. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's that too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's, uh, it's, it's fun. And you see some real hostile arguing tactics in there and stuff. It's pretty funny. Um, anyway. Oh, yeah. Like I'm just asking questions. <laughs> yeah. Be like, I like, think it's funny how people get so upset when I'm just asking questions. It's like, you're asking very pointed <laughs> questions in a repetitive manner. Why are you such a <laughs> yeah. dumbass? Very just asking you, questions. You're, not, you're making a statement. But then there are like, there are like, at least for our town, there's, um, like actual like representatives from the town also comment so they'll like try to explain like this is why we decided this and this is where this comes from or like i'll bring it up in the next meeting or whatever um but people people are just like (laughs) (laughs) that's that's my quick summary of how they respond to those responses yeah um for halloween i don't i don't I, i couldn't imagine a costume although we watched squid game uh or as i keep misreading it squirt game no. Uh, and I do think the the like leader, the manager of the Squid Game, who has that like black polygonal yes. mask, I think that is really cool. Uh, but I don't know how one would get that mask, and uh, I'm sure everybody is going to be a Squid Game mm-hmm. uh, staff person or 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 contestant this year. Yeah, that's going to be all the costumes. It's true. Like that year, everyone was Joker. <laughs> that's every yeah. year, I guess now. <laughs> every year someone is the jokester that wonderful batman villain don't really know anything else 
for Halloween-y stuff. We're not doing anything. We're not going we anywhere. Might, we so. might go to Philly. We might. Oh, okay. All right. In that case, then I'll, I'll put on a witch hat or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should go get like a, a cheesesteak suit and then put a witch hat on top. You'd just be like a, a Philly witch steak. No. I don't know. No. I'm sorry. A, a witch being burned at the Philly cheese steak. Okay. You know? Oh, mm-hmm. nice. S-T-A-K-E. That would smell very bad. I don't know, actually. If you put the onions and the, and the, and the beef and the provolone, you might not notice the burning human being. Which honestly might smell good. The whole thing about a Philly cheesesteak is they use the cheese whiz. They don't use real cheese. Traditionally, they use the whiz, but a lot of the best places are not using cheese whiz. You know, who knows what that shit does to your body? Nobody beats the whiz. Shit, you you played the most important counter right there. I have nothing (laughs) to say against that. That's true. Uh, Okay. We also have a Patreon. I mentioned it earlier. If you go to patreon.com slash jjbpod, you can support the show. It's very simple. You get access to some extra behind-the-scenes content or audio or thoughts that we did not get to put on the actual recording. And that starts just a dollar a month. That's it. For $3 a month, you help us even more. Some might say three times as much. And we will also say thank you out loud on a podcast episode like this okay thank you tyler tim austin nocturnal nick michael martin kenny kaden lord zendar dylan jumbo caleb christian chad kasoon katie and bloof we appreciate all of your support so so much Thank you very much for uh, listening and being a part of this show. You know, that was a weird tone I did there, but you know what? I've decided I surprised myself. Let's take it again, but with like a, like a sense of, um, of fear. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if we should do Maybe that. Maybe closer to Halloween, everyone will just yeah. be spooky. We'll come up with spooky versions of everybody's names. How about that? <laughs> uh, and we also have, lastly, on Patreon, there is a $15 tier, but you just do it for one month. And that means you can message us and say, hey, it's me. I'd like you guys to watch when you have the free time. Uh, three episodes or so of this anime. I would like to hear your input on it and we'll do it. And that's why we're watching uh, uh, From the New World this week and why we've watched a lot of shows this year. Uh, there's only a few slots left. I want to say there's only one or two left, but I don't know. I don't know if I'll hear anything by the time you hear this. So feel free to reach out. But uh, who knows? I may have closed the tier by now. Maybe I shouldn't say anything and I should just wait until, you know, I can tweet about it. So pretend I never said this. We should have a $1,500 tier where we watch one episode of Dragon Ball Z. What the fuck would the point of that be? To earn (laughs) $1,500. Stupid. Anyway, just wait till you... Folks, if you're interested in... We can just start a GoFundMe. Like, everybody pitch in so that we can watch Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) If uh, anyway, if you're interested in sponsoring an episode of the show and getting us to watch an anime, just just look at our Twitter at JJB pod. I'll let you know if we have any slots left before Stone Ocean opens up or if Stone Ocean takes a break in the middle of airing, then we can, you know, cover something else that someone uh, would like us to cover. So, yeah, just follow us on Twitter. Okay, 
that's where the important stuff goes. Should we take a break? It's time to talk about From the New World, or Shin Sekai Yori, uh, an anime that came out in fall of 2012, uh, which was animated by A1 Studios, who also did uh, Woda Koi and Kaguya-sama, Love is War. They did a, a lot steak of sauce other anime. anime. They, did, they did a steak sauce anime, that's right. A1 Steak Sauce, for those who don't live in America. Uh, and this was like, I think... In terms of its ranking on my anime list, it is the eighth most popular for that season. What? Uh, oh, for, from that season? Anyone want to guess? Yeah, for that season. Would anyone like to guess one of the other shows that, that beat it out in fall of 2012? Dragon 2012. Ball Z. What's a show that came out in 2012? It's not Dragon Ball Z, Miles. Is it? What, what was even happening in 2012? Yeah, that was almost 10 years ago. All right, it was JoJo's Wait, Bizarre Adventure. Uh, oh, JoJo's came out. I know the same, that show. The same, uh, yeah, you sure do. We watched it 40 years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, so From the New World is based on, I don't know if you could have guessed this, but it's based on a novel. Not a light novel, not a manga, but a full-ass, thick, dense novel uh, by Yusuke Kishi, uh, which came out in 2008. Its title is from the Dvorak Symphony Number no. 9, whose nickname is From the New World. And trust me, you've probably heard that classical music piece. And in mm. fact, they used like parts of it in the anime soundtrack. So if you were listening and you're like, oh, that trumpet is kind of uh. familiar, it was from a Dvorak uh, symphony. The book itself won some awards and stuff, including I don't know what the hell that award is. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, they did make a manga out of it, of course, that came out, started a little bit before the anime. And yeah, it was 25 episodes. It ran from fall 2012 to spring 2013. Um, Yeah, so I think we could call this a science fiction anime, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, I think so. This is a confusing show. I am confusion. I guess, like... The advantage of being able to tell, like, the source material being a complete story is that they can, like, jump back and forth in time like this, whereas a manga's like, you're making it up as you go along. Yeah. that's I never thought about that, yeah. So um, I, I think it is y- neat that they're, like, sprinkling in, like, sort of like, the narrator is clearly, like, something has happened, and she's looking back on, like, the events of these kids in school but then there's also like the story of how the world became like this. So there's a, there's a couple things yeah, going because, on. Yeah, because yeah, this is a thousand years in the future it seems like. Right? Yeah. Cuz they write mm-hmm. Well, they write a thousand years from now, but maybe the now does not describe, I don't know. I think it's a thousand years in the future, but they do also show us stuff that's like 500 years from now as though like, yeah, hundreds of years ago something happened that they care about. Yeah. Like um, it's going to matter somehow. It seems to be in Japan, and oddly, it features a lot of, like, old world Japan stuff. There's a lot of, like, Buddhist imagery mm-hmm. and uh, references to Buddhism. Like, I saw the word misogi. Hamon, by the way, is in there at one point. Whoa. Uh, oh, lots, so- of, lots of temples, lots of shrines, mm-hmm. uh, some of the Emperors. deities. Yeah. That's not religious, but, I mean, it kind of is. I think it can be, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's... 
it's so it's one of those things where you're kind of confused like when you when you like look at a steampunk futuristic thing and you're like why would you use steam engines and it's looking mm-hmm. at this it's like why would you be in the future but you're looking at old stuff yeah i don't know well something clearly it, like they don't have cell phones or anything yeah it'd be or a cars. much worse show if the kids if the kids kept stopping to text and stuff <laughs> they're doing future tiktoks and stuff some shit happened Something happened, and we want to know what it is. I'm thinking, I maybe it's nuclear war and the radiation. It has stuff, or, something to do with like the emergence of people with psychic powers. Because at the very, very beginning of the show, we see like psychic people attack. I guess um, Metropolis in Japan, and just people get murdered. Yeah, apparently, like Wikipedia has like the premise. I think. Uh, like the plot for the anime says in AD 3013, which is a thousand years from when this mm-hmm. was coming out, 0.3% of the population developed psychic abilities called Kanto. Um, so yeah, it's, I don't know why. I kind of wonder if aliens are involved in this. Like if maybe alien contact, because we do start to see a very weird animal. I wonder if it's time travel. Somehow. Oh, like, like people from 12,000 years in the it's future? It's 1,000 years from now, but there's also, they go to the past or something. I don't know. Or they're from the past. I don't know. Because there's a lot of stuff from the past, so maybe there's time travel. Yeah, maybe they were people from the very far future, traveled back in time and like ruined the 1300s or something. But then they're like, fuck, we forgot about cars. We the don't need them. We're psychic. The effect is disorienting but it's like kind of a neat way of of world building because it's like it it is very intriguing like you want to know like it it just tells you enough that you want to know more you mean Mm. like the effect being jumping ahead a thousand years Mm. yeah it's like disorienting but you're also like wait i want to like you don't get a lot of any one thread yeah we kind of saw that in uh in vv where we it's in the future, but then we know that the world is going to end and they're not entirely sure of how it happened. And so it's getting revealed as we watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I agree with Chad about the Promised Neverland similarities because it's like, it's a group of like young kids who are in some ways special and they're at yeah. you know, some sort of facility. But there's also a bunch of darkness in this show, mm-hmm. right? Is there? Yes, What's absolutely. the darkness? Well, they do show like a bunch of people getting like murdered. That's true. Kids are disappearing, so that's also kind Kids of Kids are disappearing. La- Neverlandy. Um, there's monsters. Uh yeah. The thing is, so this episode uh, To me it was Hogwarts. I was just like, okay, so these kids are all in these are all wizards in Hogwarts. <laughs> and they're learning a, they're, a they're going hoggy. to mag- they're going to magic school. A little Hogwartsian. <laughs> um, and then spooky stuff happens because that's what happens. Yeah, so it, it kind of seems almost like maybe this is social commentary that it's like the elites that have the special powers, like they're the ones who are fit to to run the world mm. and all the regular normies can just get discarded or something because it seems it kind of seems to follow the main character whose name is Saki, I believe, but it's at least three episodes in. We just watched episodes one, two, and three. It's kind of just like a bunch of them. It's just following a group of kids. I think there's more than one main character. I don't think it's just Saki. Yeah. There's like a couple. There's like some of the some of the other kids are important too. But, but at least the first episode is kind of about her yeah. and the fact that like she had latent abilities that finally awakened. 
Yeah, she was the last one to join the... Because I guess, like, you st- you start out in a school where everybody's together, and then once your powers awaken, then you go to the special... Then you can go to transfer to Hogwarts or whatever, where, where all the other kids are special. Yeah, I don't think it's called Hogwarts. It's called, like, it's called like uni- Unity or something. It's, what is it they called? They just say it's the Sage Unified Academy? School. Unified. Unified School. Um. Anyway... Um, fucking, where was I? Yeah, when she like, w- she wakes up, it seems like psychokinesis or telekinesis. I believe they both mean the same thing, mm-hmm. which is where you see. Uh, you can move things with your mind. You can move shit with your mind. If you've ever seen Carrie, if you've ever seen uh Chronicle. Matilda. Is that what it's called? Chronicle? I don't know what that is, Mark, but Matilda. Matilda is about telekinesis or psychokinesis. I think it's Chronicle. The one's kind of like an Akira ripoff, but live action and American. It wasn't bad. Anyway. Um, and uh, yeah, so PK is like what they call it in, in Earthbound. Uh, mm. But yeah, it's short for psychokinesis. Right, right, right. And so there's a lot of that happening in this show. And when the main character, the girl, she like wakes up in the middle of the night and all this stuff in her room is flying all over the place and she's freaking out. And then her parents come in and her mom is just like, oh, no, don't worry. Don't worry. This is just like the spirits have touched you. This is great. Your powers have awakened. She's like, you're you're all grown up now. And I'm like, is this puberty? <laughs> it is. It's kind of puberty for them. It's like once you once you can make the magic happen and now you're a woman. Now you're whatever. You've hit puberty. Um, And uh, her mom seems like overly happy almost about it. And like mm. later... Because the show, the show loves to jump around and it loves to tell like side stories. And I found that really confusing. I feel like it was telling me other stuff where I was like, uh, what is, who are these people? What is this? But in this case, we just see that like she remembers hearing her parents have a conversation where they're worried about her daughter not uh, like manifesting powers. And they're like, I don't want to lose any more children. And it, hmm. it sounds like maybe they've had kids who maybe they didn't turn out special and they were. No, no. I think. The the dad works at the school, right? One of yeah. them works at the I school. I think one of them or both of them work for the school. Or like, yeah. They mentioned the education. So I think I don't want to lose. Yeah. So I don't want to lose any more kids is like how teachers say like, you know, oh yeah, my kids are doing this since, you know, like. It seems you talk like. About, like it, yeah. It seems like bad stuff happens to kids who don't have powers or use them incorrectly. Yeah. Oh, kind of like, uh, not like Willy Wonka, but kind of like Willy Wonka you do the wrong if you break the rules then you or just the real world <laughs> in some very strict places if you break the rules you vanish what was the deal with like that ritual that Saki was doing in the temple where they like make her put her powers in a paper doll and then they burn it and they were they do a bunch of other stuff to her yeah they're like now your powers are dead and gone but and, we're gonna give you new powers and yeah and you need to ask for them for from God or something um I felt like maybe... What was that all about? Was that before she got admitted to the school and got her powers? Was that after? Was that I during? I think it was... Uh, maybe. I think it was just... It was after her powers naturally awakened, but then they're trying to like set it straight and be like, no, your powers are part of this religious structure. Mm. You know what I mean? And they're kind of being like, that was the natural thing, but now we're kind of starting you like on the path of like... You know, just giving her some kind of structure. And like, I think when they're like, now your powers are gone and you're going to get new ones. I think in reality, nothing changed at all. You know, I think it was just mm. ritual. But she did talk about how when like the paper doll burned, the the flames like hypnotized her mm. for, for a moment. 
Yeah, it's like I said, you can tell that like the water runs deep in this show. And I'm glad they don't stop to try and explain every single thing. But I also was lost and was like, I don't really know what we're focusing on. And there's too many kids. And yeah, just what is happening? I think it's cool to watch these kids learn, like, like practice their telekinetic powers in school. Like they had to do a memory game by like drawing in sand. That was cool. Right, yeah. I think it's cool to to see like how these like special kids like train and and I don't know compete. Yeah. Um, I I I like the seeing and hearing about the mechanics of like what if you could move stuff with your mind. Mm-hmm. It's something I've thought about a lot. I don't yeah. know where I ended up enjoying the concept of telekinesis from, but it's it's the kind of thing where it's hard to imagine depicting it. It's a challenge, right? Because the idea is like, if you can move things, that doesn't mean that you necessarily are like, uh, like Sandman from Spider-Man and like you summon a bunch of sand that like shows where your force is going, right? Like theoretically, mm-hmm. psychokinesis, when you see it in Matilda or Carrie or whatever, stuff just moves. Yes. And therefore, if you're talking about like an academy where there's like multiple kids and multiple people doing it, it's hard to, to depict like, okay, well, who's doing what? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's the kind of thing it might work better in a book where you can write like, oh, suddenly I knew Eric was shoving the robot or whatever, mm-hmm. shoving the clay doll. Yeah, well, um, that's that's why that sport they were playing doesn't work at all because like there's rules about like, yeah. you're not allowed to use your powers on the ball itself, but like, how can you tell? Yeah. That's, one, that's what I thought when they were explaining the rules. I was like, well, you can't know if somebody's cheating. Like, how are you going to stop them? Yeah. But how they, are you going to stop they them? They mentioned that like if two people try to affect the same thing, a big rainbow shit will happen. Oh, d- thing. oh yeah. really? Yeah. But, but it didn't happen because one of the kids it, did cheat. Mm. Yeah. It only if one person cheats, then you're OK. Yeah. Um, well, it was like if if one person cheats by pushing what you're pushing, then that's, yeah. that technically would create a conflict. So they can't do that because there's, yeah, but, so they have to push something different. But that's what they said was happening. That the, They were like, oh, suddenly the pusher robot stopped. I don't know. The pusher clay doll. Yeah. It, yeah. Like I'm telling you that when, when every now and then I've thought about like, what if there was a telekinesis movie or whatever? And I imagined a sport. Where every where it's like just basketball, but everyone mm-hmm. uses their mind. And in in my head, this was like like high school or something. I would have thought of it as being called teleball, like telekinetic, or something. But then you're just like, yeah, how do you visually show that? This is a real thing that you imagined. Well, that's kind of a it's contradiction. A fake thing yes, you it imagined. Is a, it is. A, it's a fake thing that I imagined. It is a real imagination. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So like when I when I'll have like an idea for something like a writing or a movie and then I don't necessarily do anything with it for one reason or another but it keeps popping up mm-hmm. like every now and then I just I'm like thinking about it and it just floats in there and that doesn't mean it's good or it doesn't mean it needs to be written down but I, I remember it and yeah it's like it's sort of like when you watch Jojo right or when you look at the comic for Jojo you're like wow look at these stands fighting each other and the guys are quipping to each other but if you saw like a, a zoomed out camera shot of Jojo at any given moment what you'd be seeing is a bunch of people in weird outfits like frowning and squinting at each other while their stands do a bunch of fighting. Yeah. And it would look silly. So just like teleball would just be people frowning on a basketball court while like a ball is just sort of shaking on <laughs> yeah. different sides because different people are trying to grab it. It's like... I didn't understand why they, they were running. You know? It's a long field, I think. They might need to... They might only have range. Yeah. Certain range. And they got to see it, you know? Yeah. I, um, I do think they did kind of take the the cop out kind of thing where when they're rescuing the monster rat, whatever the fuck that is, uh, they do, ha- they show like a white translucent 
thing yeah. kind of surrounding him mm. to just kind of show like what her power is doing. Mm. Uh, what were you going to say, Miles? <laughs> I was just thinking that like in movies where there is telekinesis, it is just like close-ups of people looking like constipated as things fly around. Mm-hmm. I think that's like in Stranger Things, they have Eleven like her nose bleed to show how strenuous it is for her. Yeah. And I mean, the thing that 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 is fun to see, and it it also is, I think, there to serve as a a device for the audience is someone will lift their hands, you know, Mm -hmm. like someone will throw their hand up in the air like telekinesis on you. My fingers are pointing at you. But if, if you think about it, if it's all mental you don't really need to do that. In fact, if you yeah. were trying to hide what you were doing, you would just be like sitting there pretending to read a book and meanwhile someone's like guts are like you, know, you being like you shifted. would on the toilet. Yeah. That's where you'd get most of your telekinetic mischief done, just on the can. Mm-hmm. Telekinesis is you the only be... way I can move my bowels. Yeah. You just <laughs> you'd put your your telekinetic spirit hands in your body and you just smush the the lower the 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 colon together until it comes out. Okay, That's right. it's like a you're like a Capri Sun. Okay, if you think about yeah. it. My uh, poop looks like Mercury. Anyway, <laughs> like Capri Sun commercial. I'm sorry. Anyway, so episode one is like yeah, it kind of shows them in school. It goes into the backstory, but very vaguely of the whole. They they do give you the sense that something's fishy. Yeah, you know, some sort of weird we evil girl. Cat. Yeah, there's a giant cat that they oh. call it the trickster cat, and then if you see it, that means you you disappear. Well, yeah, we watched episode one yesterday, and then the other two just like a few hours ago. And episode one is like definitely hazier for me because there was so much happening. Uh, what I do remember is just that there's one girl who's not as good at this stuff. That's Reiko. Reiko Amano, mm-hmm. and she just like can't. Like recreate the sand drawings, and she can't do something else, and then uh, she just disappears. Apparently, and they're not that and they s- sad about it. They're not that sad. Apparently, they, they were s- mean to her. They were like, eh, you "Yeah, suck. I didn't like that." That's where I also I kind of felt like the show was dark. I guess it could have been darker if they were nice to her and she still disappeared. But mm. and then she, they said that that they marked her absent a bunch of times, and then they just took her name out of the records. Uh, and we see in episode two, I think there's like a, a a record book of all the kids' names and just like a big red seal gets stamped on her, I guess, like disappeared mm. or something. I thought we were watching Silent um, Voice again. Right. It starts with like a new girl, you know, like a new student mm-hmm. shows up and I was hoping she'd be like, I'm going to communicate to you with this notebook. And someone would be like, boo, stupid. <laughs> I just want to talk. Um, Good summary. But that didn't happen. These people were nice. Uh, these kids were nice, which is a lesson to everyone. You know, because they went to elementary school together. Some of them. Some of them. Okay, they're, they're not nice. These kids. They're not that nice. But they're no. not bullies either. Not like not like uh, Silent Voice bullies. Yeah, I rewatched Silent Voice, and man, it's brutal. No, you didn't. You did. Yeah, I did. Oh, you actually rewatched it. Yeah, wow. I told you. Well, I mean, like I half watched it, but my yeah. friend was streaming it on the Discord, and then uh, was just half watching it. Because you okay. wanted to be sad. You didn't do it to me didn't make me sad anyway um yeah so episode one how does it end as it just ends with like reiko disappearing she vanishes from the school yeah slowly sucking and then she disappears yep episode two sports uh is a sports episode that for the first half or two-thirds of it i was like i don't like this (laughs) i don't want to see just stuff like this like sporty competitions 
I don't know what's happening in this world, or I forgot almost who the main character is. There's too many kids that all look the same. So did you like, not like it? Because in Promise Neverland, there's like ten kids, but they're all different. Did you not like it because you thought it was going to be a sports anime? Like, did you forget about the girl disappearing and stuff? No, I remembered all that stuff. That's part of why I was annoyed. Is I was like, don't uh, do this now. Don't go into this side thing for a sport that doesn't make any sense to me. To me, it's like Hogwarts. Like it's like Harry Potter, where it's like they they. Like you get to, you're not getting to know the teachers here, but like they have different classes. They're learning to hone their skills. Um, and like, that's part of the fun is seeing, is like seeing them play these games and stuff like that to me. I, like, un- I, I understand I, that. I enjoyed that. But I, w- I did not, the the rules, they went over the rules way too quickly. I understood that game less, yeah, I didn't less it. than I understand the Quidditch. Quidditch game, which I still also don't but, understand, but I understand that better. <laughs> my argument would be that Quidditch didn't come like in the very beginning of Harry Potter. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I just felt like I was hoping to like get more of a foothold on like who the characters are and what the mechanics of the school are and yeah. you know, what happened to the world. Unlike Quidditch, we will never see this game again. <laughs> it's mm. totally possible and I'd be fine with that. Because <laughs> yeah, it's like they play this game in the school that's called like, what is it called? Like the push carry ball or some shit? Carry ball? I don't know. I didn't. I think Cricket. it is carry ball. And it's like a very simple kind of soccer-like game where there's a big ball. One team has to push it into the other team's hole. Uh, the opposite is true. Or they take turns being attackers and defenders, actually. But they're not like allowed curling, to use... Okay. But like with defense? I, like curling. I don't know. But you're not allowed to use your psychokinesis on the ball itself. Instead, you have these like stone little dolls it's like a tabletop game where you have different shaped dolls and they each do different things sorry figures figures and you can use your your pk to move those and so you have like attacker ones that are designed to push the ball around and you move them and there were some rules about you can't push their dolls yeah you can attack them with your own dolls yeah uh some shenanigans happen it seems like one of the kids cheats because he does (laughs) <laughs> stop one of the other one's dolls i also don't understand like how could that be like if you're not allowed to do certain things but then it happens accidentally doesn't does isn't that still like you lost you know what i mean like because because like they kind of tie at the end on a technicality where the other team's pusher accidentally quote unquote got um destroyed but like you're not supposed to crash your defender into the pusher. I, you're not supposed. I think you're not supposed to attack the pusher. I you know. Think so th- if something happens on accident, like you, that's a foul on you. Like you fucked up. I you know? think the idea, my interpretation, because like after the game, one of the kids is like, I feel like Manabu cheated somehow. Mm-hmm. I kind of was wondering if the cheater, if the cheater, if the teacher was like, okay, no, it was an accident. The game's over. You tied. I think that maybe he knew mm. that there was a cheat involved, but he didn't want to call it out too much, so that when Manabu is disappeared because he does at the end of episode two mm-hmm. uh, that no one would really like, you know, know that he did it or yeah. I guess that, that they wouldn't know that was the moment that he was fated to be vanished. Right. They still don't know who did it. The kids still don't know who did it. Yeah. Mm. But again, yeah. In episode three, they don't really sit around and talk about it too much. Uh, episode two also has, uh, oh, in the very beginning of episode two, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was going to say you missed two things in the beginning. Okay, yeah, well, there's a thing where, like, a new emperor is uh, crowned. Yeah, he's the fifth emperor. And where the fuck is this? Uh, I think it's this Japan. Is, uh, yeah, I think it's 
maybe I think this is all future Japan. It says Kanto. It's I think it's a different time. It's probably like five. Oh, is this the five hundred years one? Yeah, not yet, but probably. It's like I didn't write the year down for this one, but I, I think it I, might be the five hundred. And yeah. it's they're like crowning a new emperor. They keep talking about it. And I didn't get it. They talk about it twice. They crown him like twice, and then he has telekinetic powers, and he's he just like like murders a hundred people. Well, it's really funny. He looks he he looks around. And his face gets all evil and sick, which is this thing they do in anime where their eyebrows are going up and they're like smiling and they're like. <laughs> The first hundred people to stop clapping will be sacrificed in celebration. But they don't like cut to the audience and show people being like, ah, while clapping like scared. Yeah. They don't really show their faces, but they just show little blue flames appearing. And they briefly cut to the people clapping. And it, it, it was really funny to me. It, I thought I was going to be depressed by it. Like I was going to show people in distress. But instead it just kind of like, looked like you were happy. Like they were just like, yay, oh shit, Reggie just burned. Like like it, you know, I can just imagine this. Yeah, you it, were it happy like they because didn't you agreed with the sacrifice they were making for Japan. Uh no, I was happy because everyone else was happy and no one cared. I guess maybe they were honored to be sacrificed or they just didn't feel like animating any fear. Maybe they didn't hear him. Maybe he doesn't have a mic. <laughs> he just said it. <laughs> he just said it to himself like quietly. Yeah. He's like, and the first hundred people that don't clap, I'm going to fucking burn them. But, they, but it, again, like... But you know, you know, like when you give a speech, the people in the back might not always hear. So maybe... <laughs> well, people close up stopped clapping too because the fires were like yeah. all over. But that's the thing is people didn't like scatter and run away like while clapping or anything. It was just like, you see like very basic animations of people clapping and then people burning. It's not very detailed or anything either. But uh, it was just funny how much it didn't seem like the show gave a shit about that like cruelty. It was just kind of like, yeah, here's the thing they did. Uh, so now we've got two flashbacks. One is psychic people appear. Yep. Two is psychic people take over the leadership of the country. And they seem to be tyrannical. Yes. And uh, powerful. Scary powerful. And maybe large. Was he big? Floating around up there? No, I think he just had a big outfit, like mm. um, David Byrne. Or uh, the the king from Katamari Damashi. Yeah, big shoulder pads. Yeah. And there was another thing. So in the, be- in the beginning in class, um, um, they're reading a story, and the story is about this like really arrogant kid who like he has powers, and he thinks he's better and smarter than everyone else, so he doesn't listen. Um, and he gets really lonely because nobody ends up, everybody hates him because he's arrogant. So he gets really lonely and then he becomes a karmic demon and then he realizes that he shouldn't exist. And then I forget what happens. He kills himself or something. <laughs> That's why I was just like, what, what is this? I think it, there's a lesson there somehow. Maybe don't be, don't, don't be fucking arrogant and full of yourself and prideful and whatever. Yeah, I I don't know. Or else you'll turn into a karmic demon that shouldn't exist. I yeah, I wonder. All of these stories are like, like German fairy. Yeah, tales. you're right about the Willy Wonka thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's almost like mm-hmm. the kid who cheated. Maybe he thought he was better than everyone, and that's why he cheated at the ball game. But in yeah. the beginning, they warned you. They're like, oompa, oompa, <laughs> dee do, you know, and then they just are like, what do you get when you cheat at the game? And they're like disappeared and no one will know. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I'm going to do it anyway. I just got to cheat. No one will know somehow. But like that story is even darker. It's like a kid got too full of himself. So he became a demon and killed himself. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just the like end. he got punished. It's like, yeah, he became something terrible because his karma kept accumulating. Yeah. While he was. He kept getting it. bad karma for being a dick. 
to everyone. Yeah. yeah. This doesn't seem to happen in the real world, unfortunately, though. I wish it did. Yeah. I hear you. I'm looking up a summary on like the a, a fan wiki to see if anyone can explain what happened to... Uh... Nope. To what? There's no detailed summary. Just see what happened to the karmic demon kid in the story. Whatever. I, I like more or less got Not the even gist. The I think he like cares. I think he like drowns in a lake or something. Something yeah. about a, water. Listeners, write in and tell us what we missed <laughs> in the show we just watched. We also um, are writing notes, so it's hard to see it all. I don't think they explain it. Like he he does just go in the lake and goes away. Okay. Uh, and then towards the end of this episode, they have to like they you know they finish that. Uh, that game and they go on like a, a test that sounds a lot like camping <laughs> uh, where like they, they go off to do like where they have to sleep in a tent and stuff. Like they explain that and then they encounter the monster rats. And I think Mark mentioned the monster monster rats earlier. Yeah. Um, the Wikipedia keeps calling them queer rat. What does that mean? Like, I guess that was a name, maybe the translation in the novel, but it, it mm. it's weird because it kind of starts with Q U E E R. A quee rat. Q-U-E-E-R-A-T? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe in J- in Japan they like make a pun of like weird and rat. Maybe those words yeah. somehow fit together. Yeah. So it's a little bit weird looking at this summary. But yeah, they're walking somewhere. They're talking about camping, I guess. And they just see these two like short creatures fishing or yeah. doing something at a river. It, they're like, oh, it's a monster rat. They look like they're like beavers building a dam or something. Yeah. And they talk about how or his, I think we flash back to somebody's dad saying... Saki, maybe. Yeah, someone's dad being like, we don't let the children near the monster rats because we know that the monster rats don't mess with any of the kids who have their powers awakened. Monster rats are loyal to people with power. He talks about different kinds of loyalty where there's like a fake loyalty where it right, seems false like... loyalty. Where it seems like the person is loyal and listening, but really they intend to do something different. Um, kind Which, of, kind of like the the boy in the uh, earlier in the episode who um, who cheated in the game. It, it, he he appeared as though he was going to play the game fair and square. He didn't say anything about no. I think I'm I'm a rebel and I'm going to do something different. I don't like the rules or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But and so he appeared to be following the rules, but secretly he wasn't. Um. So anyway, the so the dad explains that and monster rats are loyal to people with power, but we keep them away from children because we don't know how they're going to react to children um, if they don't have powers or if they're weaker. Right. And by the way, false loyalty is how you can get through uh, a lot of jobs, I've discovered. That's true. Because <laughs> I worked in retail and they try to tell us ways to like upsell people to make them money, you know, and you're like, but I like the customers and I trust them and I don't think they need this thing. And then like I'd always fight and I'd push back and argue. And then I realized that like sometimes the best thing to do is to just go, yeah, yeah, okay, exactly. And then just not do what they told you to do. Mm -hmm. Just act like, sure, cool. And then do your own thing because they can't keep track of it all. And in some jobs, it's hard to get fired unless you just don't show up. (laughs) I didn't know there was a name for it, but false loyalty is sometimes the way you just got to go. Uh, don't take my advice though. You might get fired. So you're saying you could, so false loyalty could be a bad thing, like in the case with that boy who cheated, or it could be a good thing in the case of just being a chaotic good (laughs) (laughs) where you're like, I'm not going to follow the rules. Yeah. Well, it depends on the situation, right? Like if the rules are bad and they hurt people, then, but you don't want to like be the one that's like, I don't know, like you can't really like change the rules 
then you can kind of bend them when no one's looking. Well, yeah, well, it's like if, if you hear a story about rebels, yeah, you don't know if that's good or bad. You don't know if the force they're rebelling against is a good one or a bad one. Right. You know. But I think like not following the rules at your job or not following the... Like rebels are not loyal. You know what I mean? Like rebels are like they've announced that they're not loyal to whatever it is that they're rebelling against, right? Um, so like the fake loyalty thing is more about like you, er, er, people think you're on their side and you're actually not. Sure. You know? Okay, I guess so. You could be a double agent rebel, but I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so they, they come across these like weird creatures. Anyway, yeah, so the monster rat falls in the lake. <laughs> so we get this flashback about the monster rat and it falls in the lake. Yeah. And there's but, two of them. But, they're like a couple. No, they're they're work buddies, I think. Oh, really? You didn't think one was a... Maybe they're a couple. You didn't think they were a couple? No, I didn't think that. I thought they were together. Okay, well, whatever. Maybe the they're, point work, is, is they're, that they're working told, together and they're also a couple. <laughs> they're talking about how they don't really interfere with them. They don't really address them at all. But then uh, they see... Because they all have powers, though, which is the nice thing. I was a little worried, though, where I'm like, shit, are they going to... Are they going to be a problem? Yeah. But then uh, one of them, they're like looking at and they're like, oh yeah, they're not really built to stand up on two hind legs like that. And then one of them falls into the water they're working over and Saki, just being a nice girl, is like, well, we have to help them. And they're like, I don't think you should. Uh, But she just starts trying to use her telekinesis to lift the rat, Mm -hmm. the monster rat out of the the river, out of the canal. And it was a monster rat. (laughs) (laughs) It was my graveyard spat. I don't know. Uh, she tries to lift it, but then, like, even though they told her, like, no, don't do it, one of the kids is like, well, try lifting him with the leaves around him. So, it's like, he just noticed what... It's the kid who wants to bone her. Okay. Shun. He noticed, uh, basically, like, that she was having trouble, and it's like, even though he's like, I don't think this is a good idea, then he was just like, like a lot of us, where your problem-solving brain takes over, you know? And you're like... Okay, well, if you're going to do it anyway, <laughs> let me just tell you that I think it'd be easier. And so I liked that. I like that mechanics of uh, telekinesis kind of discussion where it's like she tried to use her power to just isolate the monster rat and pull him out. But then he's like, just take that whole section of the of the world, you know, the chunk that includes the leaves and the monster rat. And so she lifts it out and drops it. And they're very thankful. They're very hard to understand. They don't really speak correctly at all but they get the idea across where they're like Mm -hmm. bowing and saying thank you and they're kind of saying where they're from because they seem to have like etched into their foreheads what prefecture or county they're from yeah and so they just kind of learn a little bit about the monster well it's like what tribe they're from because they they have their own they're not it's they're not from like regular japanese prefectures like they have their own thing oh okay okay that's what it sounded like to me um and then they all, as kids, they all kind of swear, like, we're not going to tell anyone about this because mm-hmm. they use their powers without permission and they yeah. interacted with the monster rats. Yeah. Which is apparently a no-no. And then uh, one of my favorite parts of the show happens where one of the kids mentions in, in like a voiceover is like Maria, whatever, the girl with red hair, I think. Maria was born on the same day the- as me and she was premature and da 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 and if she the narrator is Saki is it Saki this time too but from the future okay oh. yeah. I wasn't sure if that was her uh, but they're just like yeah Maria so and so if she hadn't been born so many lives would have been saved yep which is just yeah, I love really that. ominous especially Spared. after this sort of nice like kind of tender moment where the kids all make a pact 
and they just helped somebody. You know, they just yeah. helped these this rat that would have drowned because they can't swim really. But now it's like she should have never been born. Jackie, can you play the video that I linked in the Discord? Because it, it immediately made me think of this five second film. Okay. I don't know if it's gonna really read that well in uh, on the podcast, but this is the same kind of thing that I thought of. Can you share your screen and then play it? Eric married that lifeguard. Brian never came back from Vietnam. And Gorlack enslaved us all. When the night <laughs> So to me it was just the exact same energy as just being like this nice moment where it's like the sun is setting and they're talking about going camping and then they're like Anyway, that girl resulted in the deaths of tons of other children. Yeah. The kids are walking back home or getting ready to go camping in the sunset. Also, this girl killed a bunch of children. And it was yeah. Just a little bit surprising. <laughs> uh, but this is where she doesn't, she results in Yeah, their it's like death. her fault. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Them. It's basically, if you've seen the ending of, uh, of, what is it, The Sandlot? But it's like, imagine if one of the kids was like a intergalactic uh, enslaver. Or it could just, you know, the ending of JoJo where it's like, and uh, so-and-so married so-and-so, and Jotaro studied starfish, and yeah. <laughs> I don't know, something awful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, so, but yeah, and I kind of realized then that I was like, yeah, this was a good episode once we got past all the sports ball stuff, because I was interested in the mechanics mm -hmm. of the psychokinesis when she's saving the rat. I was like interested in the world building about how these rats interact with humans and stuff mm -hmm. and i was wondering about this kid who cheated what was going to become of him and i was like okay i'm on board with this show now did you like the rats i did like the rats and i felt bad for them because i don't know i i thought they were like under command of the of the the mystics you know the the people that have psychokinetic powers i didn't think they were just doing their own thing i thought i thought they worked for people yeah um would you have saved the rat? I think I would have. I would not have. Why? Because you're not supposed to interact <gasps> with them. So I'd be like, well, not my problem. <laughs> gotta go. But it's a poor... I follow the rules. <laughs> but it's a poor, like, two-foot rat. Like, you gotta help him. I don't know what that will mean for me or for anyone Well, keep I in know. mind also, like, these rats are working for... I think they're working for the people who have Kanto. So, like, you should rescue them anyway. It's beneficial to everyone. I don't know if that's true. I, I I suspect that that will be a bad thing in the future. I also wouldn't trust if people were like, oh yeah, don't interact with the people that can't communicate with us and work for us and stuff. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to talk to them. They're mm. going to, they probably need help and they're going to have more information that the grownups won't give me. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Episode three is uh, really weird. Uh, it's all about a balloon dog and an alien that I can only describe. Oh, did you say, by the way, that the monster rats like acknowledge them as like gods, basically? The when right. the kids save them? I did not I feel like that's that. important. But anyway. Yeah, they keep, they keep calling them Kami-sama and stuff. Anyway, now you can talk about episode three. Episode three is like they finally do go camping. But it starts out... Uh, five hundred and seventy years ago, or from, or from oh, now. Oh yeah, and then what is all that shit? What it was all that animation in the beginning? I don't know what the fuck that was. There's some ninjas fighting. And it was. That's it. I don't know. What is it, Miles? It people assassinating the emperor. Oh yeah. Like the. So we've got. Yes, I think so. Like the emperor like, that we I saw in episode two, so or think, like like a human emperor. I think it was an emperor that we saw in episode two, or or at least someone with psychic powers. Okay, because like. 
we see so now we see like the rise and maybe fall of these tyrannical psychic people and i think like we'll eventually get to like how the world became this way okay i really liked the art for this flashback it was like it was pretty it was cool very different style yeah i think for some of these flash in betweens between now and the future world yeah it seems like they they uh are using like a more stylized uh type of animation because mm-hmm. i agree with kenny that the main character designs are kind of bzz, boring that was okay yeah the regular looking kids i'm i'm a little bit like Mer. um okay yeah yeah so monster rat is what crunchyroll calls them fan subs call them que rats what Crunchyroll calls the trickster cat, they call the copycat in fan subs. So mm. this must have been a difficult uh, translation because it's sci-fi, I guess, and they're just making yeah. up words and shit. And yeah. you're like, uh, maybe this made-up word is inspired by these other things that we do know translations for. Mm. Anyway, um, so yeah, they're getting ready to go camping. It's a standard camping anime, you know, coming-of-age camping episode. They're rowing boats together for teamwork. Yeah, they're going upriver. They see a nest and they're like spotting. They're like, I I can tell that this nest is from this kind of animal because of the markings or whatever. I don't remember that at all. Wow. You don't remember the nest and then there's an egg on a rock. Oh, yeah, and then I remember there's that. A snake. What the fuck was that? And then that? the egg like explodes or something and then there's a sculpture in its place and they draw it. Yeah, there was what like was an that? egg and they're like, oh, yeah, that egg's from this animal. And then they show a snake slithering around the egg. And then they cut to a new shot where there is no snake and the kids have an oar from their boat and they hold it above the egg and then yeah. it blows up. Yeah. I didn't think it turned into a sculpture. I thought it then just cut to a sculpture like it jumped ahead and they were like, let's draw that thing. Well, the sculpture was like in the place where the egg was. I don't know. Yeah, I thought the egg turned into that after they smashed it for some what reason. The f- I don't understand this? the rules of this world, okay? They shouldn't show shit that only people who read the novel are going to understand. I yeah. understand if they feel like we have an obligation. Maybe it shows up later, but they did not explain all this confusing shit because at no, least... No, I think it helps establish that this world works in a very different way. Maybe, but I, I found it yeah. confusing, especially because I was like wondering if the editing, because it jumps in time, I, I, wasn't, I couldn't tell if it was happening in real time. Maybe it's because you have no imagination. That might be it. That might be it. Do you like camping? Uh, it's cool. It's okay. It's pretty cool. When we went on cam- when we went camping, uh, it was like the first time in maybe ever that I've gone two days in a row without showering, uh, and I felt pretty grimy, but it was mm. fine. You're a big showerer, huh? Ultimately, yeah, I like it. I like to shower, but it was yeah. When we went camping, it was good. It was a little bit too chilly to really be easy. I guess I want to say. Because I had to get up in the middle of the night and go pee. And uh, trying to make sure that you're warm, but not like able to get dressed without turning on the lights and stuff. And then running out into the woods with your flashlight phone is, uh, I don't know. I think it's difficult when it's winter. You know, if it were summer, I'd just run out there, uh, you know, with no bottoms. Just mm-hmm. be running through the woods yeah, in the middle of the night. Your mosquitoes would bite your little wiener. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I don't know that you need to characterize it that way, but whatever. That's fair point, Miles. Um, but yeah, camping's cool. We could go camping. Not in North Carolina, though. That seems muggy as fuck. Anyway, they're they're rafting. They're rowing up the river. They're talking about balloon dogs. It's kind of like a scary story thing. 
I don't even know if I can make heads or is tails. Is that what of this. that word means? Toshino? They were, they weren't calling them balloon dogs. No, that's separate from the Minoshiro. They first talk about balloon dogs, which are apparently like dogs that are pitch black and their heads are low to the ground, but they can blow up like balloons. Uh, and I started picturing like balloon animal dogs. And then I was like, why in my head do I think there's something where balloon animal dogs are also made out of metal? And I realized I was thinking of a future JoJo stand. Uh, so that that one's just for the, the, the JoJo manga readers that listen to us. Just for you. Um, uh, I this because I've been watching Mushishi. This made me think of Mushishi. Just mm. all the cryptid stuff. Yeah, it's like just hunting for these weird creatures in the forest. And then, uh, yeah, they're like, they're just like talking about it, and they don't know if it's a real story or not. And then they tell a different story, which is about the false Minoshiro, uh, which is very scary. And then they're like, yeah, let's go, let's go look around here and we can go eat lunch. And then they find an old shrine that's like covered in foliage. Like it's not something that people are tending to. And they find just like as they're getting ready to go inside, this thing they kind of show in the beginning of the episode, this multicolored animal, an actual Minoshiro shows up. You missed the part where, um, what's her name? Saki? Saki. Saki goes on like a romantic boat ride. <laughs> Right, yeah, during the rowing scene. Or yeah. no, they go out at night alone, yeah. right? The two of them. Yeah, and he... Touches her hand. Yeah, it's like he, he makes the water go still first, so it'll be, it'll be a perfect reflection of the mm. night sky. And then he just grabs her hand while she's leaning back to look at the sky. She grabs... Something touches her hand, and he could have been like, that's my wiener. I don't know why he would do yeah. that. Because she doesn't look back. No, you don't want to do that. It's true, she didn't look back. It could have been anything. She trusts him. I guess. <laughs> I think you know. Been his butt. I think you know what a hand feels like. Like yeah. there's fingers, you know. Like you would tell if someone touches your hand with their foot versus their hand. You would. That's notice. a good point. Well, you no, would if it's if it's just like if you put like your foot on somebody, you could be like, "That was my hand," and you just mean like the soft side of your hand, like the edge of it. But yeah, like once a bunch of fingers and knuckles make contact, yeah, you can't be like, "Oh, that's my chin." Yeah, that would be upsetting. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have that nice moment. Uh, I get the feeling some or all these kids are going to fucking die anyway. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're that next day they're going out exploring and they find this old shrine. And then I don't know how to describe the Minoshiro other than it looks like a kind of like a, a balloon animal unicorn slash yeah. rabbit with like a an anus for a mouth and mm. a bunch of like weird balloon spikes that are rainbow color. And they kind of make like a like a jingle. In the beginning of the episode, when they show one, they said there's different species. It's very, it's like holographic. It's all yeah. rainbowy. It's a shiny foil Pokemon thing. Mm-hmm. It just looks like too many ideas at once, really. It's like a Rapidash if you made it into a, not a Rapidash. Yeah, Rapidash. No, not a Rapidash. Ninetales. Rapidash, Ninetales, and you make it into a balloon animal. Yeah, but uglier than that, even. Yeah. And it, it looks at all the kids and. Um, Saki is wearing sunglasses or some kind of visor because all the stars hurt her eyes when she was looking at them. She's wearing sunglasses, red, red tinted sunglasses. Ah, and she's thinking about how the past was so much better than it is today. Rose tinted glasses. Um, and, but then like they see this Minoshiro rainbow thing and it just looks at them and starts emanating rainbow light. And she turns around to the two of the other kids and she's like, you should go capture it. And I don't, why does she want to catch it? I don't know. Why she doesn't want to retreat or know. kill it if it's really such a threat or something, but 
when she turns around is it part of their the reason they're on this canoe trip is to capture wild animals is this a pokemon trip oh maybe it is i don't know i don't know what maybe. the point is there they're like we don't know the purpose of this canoe trip it's not just leisure right they no they explained it it's part of class it's like some kind of test but i i don't uh, like they explained it but i don't really remember what it was it's like they have to sleep in a tent for like three nights or some 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 amount of time and they have to do certain things it's like a it's like they have to collect merit badges or something you know like they have there you go achievements that they need to hit while they're there gotcha um but yeah the um so she turns around to the rest of the kids and is like, hey, we sh- you should catch it. But they're all just like frozen, like transfixed. In my head, I was like, they're all dead. All the kids <laughs> are dead. She just got protected because she had the sunglasses. You're just thinking about the fact that like they wish that uh, future Saki wishes that Maria was never born. And you think that that yeah. means that all the kids are okay, going to die. But the show opens with like a telekinetic. I'm just remembering this opens with a war where people are just going splat for no reason. Mm-hmm. Some of the kids are disappearing. Um fucking uh we see that like emperor gets elected and just like vaporizes people at random i feel Mm -hmm. like this show features a very um what do you call it like a precarious existence where you might you might just get wiped out you know what this reminds me of a little bit too not quite but what was the name of what was that show where they all have powers and there's a serial killer that is killing them uh talentless nana talentless nana um, it's kind of like that because these guys all have powers and they're disappearing one by one. But they don't discuss it. No. They're just like, oh, there we go. I think at some point, because I, I feel like Saki is wisening up to it. You know, like she heard, her, she overheard her parents talking about it. I think she's going to notice that people are gone. I think she's going to be the one to be like, hey guys, what's going on? We should investigate this. You know? Yeah. Um, I think you're right. She's she's starting to get wise to everything. I yeah. hope so, because yeah, as as viewers, we're a little bit I curious think, about what's happening, and we want to know why no one's questioning it. I think she's she's going to be suspicious, like what, like she's going to notice, like what are the adults not telling us? You know. Anyway, so she noticed all the other kids are like hypnotized. It turns out it's because she has sunglasses on, but then eventually they like reencounter this Minoshiro, and she tries to fight it. She tries to grab its horns. They catch it with with like ropes or something. That's later. That's later. Oh. They try to like, she tries to like fight it and she pulls on its horns and there's a voice that comes to her in her brain that's like, please. No, that's not later, Mark. They all they all caught it. That's how it was even there in the first place. Is that what it is? They catch it with the crabs? Yeah, they use the crabs to catch it. Oh, yeah, that's okay. what it is. Yeah, crabs. Yeah, somehow they train these two large crabs and they put them on chains and the crabs are like leading two of the kids like snow dogs. Mm-hmm. They go into a cave and they they grab the rainbow Minoshiro. They pull it out and then when they let go of the Minoshiro, I guess, it starts rainbowing out again. And all the kids except Saki get hypnotized, but she's able to like fight it and she hears a voice coming in remotely that's like, please stop committing destructive acts on whatever property. Please stop. Stop this destructive act immediately. And she's like, well why are you hypnotizing my friends? And they're like, we are allowed to do this. We are permitted to use yeah. hip- hypnosis. And she's like, well, I don't care. Stop hypnotizing my friends and, and then I'll stop, uh, uh, you know. I'll, I'll let you go or whatever. Yeah, and then I'll stop pulling your fucking horns out. And then it releases her friends. Mm-hmm. And she lets go of the horns on this thing. It tells her that it's a branch of the library. Yeah. 
this was just like a very specific branch and, and t- tells her the model name and everything of what it is like this felt very robot very robot-y this was weird this to me felt almost like someone is testing us as viewers like imagine if you just watched like a few episodes of Lassie and then <laughs> in like episode four of Lassie the dog turns to the camera and is like I'm a library it just yeah. it, it just feels like something you know is very not true is is being stated uh, but I'm like okay I, there's a lot I guess it's a computer this- yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff they've introduced in just three episodes. Yes. Uh, and like whether it can pull it all together is is like going to be, it's going to be something to see. Some yeah. of it might just be coloring because it's just trying to pull a lot of stuff from the novel. We don't know. I, I mean, I'm more hopeful about it because it's based on a book. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, then like the, the, the Minoshiro library slash shiny Pokemon says that it contains like data that like is from even off limits books from our times basically from a thousand years ago because at some point it said that like the the old books are off limits mm. it says it contains 890 petabytes of data yeah which if you didn't know that's 800 it's a storage and, device it's like 890,000 terabytes or 890 million gigabytes roughly uh technically it's not just that's how much i have in my laptop oh wow that's a big laptop are you sure you're not just connected yeah, to the cloud? Yeah, it's all, it's all different uh, Top Gun AVIs. Top Gun, like the movie? Yeah, but a lot of copies. Is it the like same exact, or is it like different encodings, different cuts of the movie? They're super HD. <laughs> okay. okay. I, uh, I think you could probably use technology for better, more diverse purposes, Miles. But anyway. I don't think so. Anyway, that's where we stopped that's watching That's probably what's show. in this horse thing uh, yeah this this weird unicorn dog frog bunny rapidash nine tails is just like no wait i'm a computer <laughs> hey kid i'm a computer um do you think so it probably does have top gun on there right i think so i think it has top gun and gunbuster which are the same thing basically come on except gunbuster's better but there's more there's some titties in gunbuster it's true there's a few there's i'm gonna say six yeah maybe more we'll have to go back and watch i'd like to see gunbuster too at some point anyway so this ends in like kind of a cliffhanger but also i noticed uh when it when the library uh stops hypnotizing everybody um and they start questioning it Saki takes off her glasses. I thought that was so dumb. Yeah, it's very stupid. And she's like, and because because at some point, like she threatens it again. She's like, uh, you know, something, something, or else I'm gonna start pulling out your horns. And it's like, well, now it can hypnotize you, so you yeah. can't use that threat anymore. That would be really funny if it just was like oh, anyway, and it just did the rainbow again. Yeah, like as soon as she takes off her glasses, it could have just been like, all right, <laughs> starting over again. Yeah, it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't know that she's not just immune to it. He's wearing glasses. Mm, that's true. That's true. Uh, the person who recommended this to us on Patreon said, I don't remember it that well, but I know that it was pretty weird. Okay. Is, it is was like weird. how they it described it. And I I think that's very fair to say I am intrigued in this show. I am intrigued by this show, rather. Um, so I would keep watching this. I don't know that we're at a point where we need to add more stuff to our now watching kind of uh, situation, but I'm I'm intrigued. I don't know. What do you guys think? 
I think I need a couple more episodes in order to form an opinion to, to decide like, you know, because like this ended on a cliffhanger. I'm interested to see where it goes. I would watch at least the next episode. And then if I start to see like, okay, they're just throwing a bunch of shit, like random weird shit all together. And I don't know. I, yeah, we'll see. But I would I would continue, uh, but continue to evaluate and then potentially bail. If I am You're not putting it on probation. How many episodes yeah. is this shit? 25 or 26? It's a long boy. I don't know. It's based on a novel. It was a long boy. I would like to know what happened between now and then. That's what I want to know. You know? Yeah, I, I probably... I, I, maybe I'll keep watching. But that's the yeah, thing is they said maybe. something about like... Oh yeah, the the Minoshiros, there's lots of species of them, but it doesn't make sense that they evolved so rapidly. They mentioned the Minoshiros in the first episode, by the way. Yeah, at some point I caught that. I wrote it down, but I don't remember the context. Me neither. I just remember in my notes, it's like my third note is that Minoshiro. And yeah, because like, you oh. asked me what it meant, and I was like, I don't fucking know. Um, um, but uh, I, that's why I was like, maybe it's aliens, but then I think they're, they say something like uh, that somebody may have altered DNA. I don't know, something like that, as though... Someone made them. They mentioned that there are all these new species of fauna on Earth that should not, like, that should not have evolved so quickly, and they think it has something to do with, like, psychic powers emerging. Mm. Or, you know, your theory of time travel, or my theory of fucking aliens, mm -hmm. or something. What if, like, they all got powers because some arrows uh, were found, and they touched the arrows, and that gave them powers? Wait, that's too silly. Did this Patreon, did this Patreon just show us JoJo's part I six? Think that's <laughs> what we saw. This is, this is the new part. We saw JoJo's. Oh man, I don't like this new JoJo. This would have shown there would have been at least ten future space dogs getting decapitated if this were JoJo's. I'm trying to remember now that I think about it. I I'm trying to remember if dogs die in part six, or rather, if I can remember it, because I haven't read part six in the last I don't know fourteen or fifteen years. Uh, so it's been a hot minute. Uh, listeners, do not tell us. I can't believe you're so old. Do not tell us if any dogs die in part six because we know we know they do. I don't need to double check. Miles and Jackie don't need to see anything about Stone Ocean to know that some X number of dogs die. It's Jojo. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll get there. I think that wraps it up. Does anybody have anything else they want to add? So I think the show has done a really good job investing me in the world, but I don't super care about the characters. Yeah. I think that is one thing that has suffered. I'd like to care about them, but yeah, I don't think we know enough to care yet. I mean, Saki probably to some degree because she's got a little romance. We know that she was a late mm. bloomer. I'm curious to know what the hell Maria did to like... That's true. For I kept Saki for to it. wish that she was never born. In episode three, I was like, what did she do? What did she? I'm like watching her. I'm like, what is she doing? Don't let her do anything. She seemed normal. Put she down that stick. Like a boring kid. Nothing interesting. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, that's been uh, JoJo's Bizarre Podcast for you for this week. Um, we'll talk to you in another week where we will be watching MASH? No. Um, let me get up the list of future animes. Should we watch MASH? Everyone ready? I've never seen it. I hope you guys are ready for this next title. Next week, we will be watching an anime called Banana Fish. Have a good week, everyone. Ring, 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 ring. Banana, Banana Fish. fish. Banana Fish.
Have a good week, everyone. Bye. Signing off. Bye. Bye. Bye.